Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about all the different ways that you can make your next fundraising event better. And today in the studio, we have the most famous, (laughs) most asked for (laughs) co-host, Diana Duplanchet. Hey, guys. It's good to see everybody. And then we have a special guest, one of our favorite hand-bid customers, Liz Skoll, is joining us from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. And I am hoping, when I say beautiful... I am hoping it's getting warm there because we're in that season in Denver where it's 75 degrees one day. It is beautiful out today, Liz, but guess what's going to happen tonight? It's going to snow. We're going to get a foot of snow. Yes. Liz, don't talk. Whatever you do, don't talk about the beautiful weather in Atlanta because it's going to make me want to go home and make a glass of bourbon and a pot of grits. And it's not going to be good for my family. Okay? I'm just... Saying that right now. All right. So I'm crying crocodile tears over here in yes. the springtime. She moved to Colorado like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember the first year you moved out here and you called me up and you said, OK, tell me this is unusual. It's the middle of May and it just snowed. I said, well, unfortunately, it's really not. I'm not ready. I'm, I said, I'm still Diana, not ready. it snowed on my daughter's birthday one day. Now, it never it never collected onto the ground. OK. okay? That was July 28th. Oh, God. <laughs> this is bad. I kid you not. It was coming down. Like I'm like, look, I'm like, either we're getting ash from a forest fire <laughs> falling on my backyard, or it is actually snowing. So it, But, uh, I mean, you can have a 75-degree day in January in Colorado, so it's just one of those things. But we're not here to talk about Colorado weather, are we? <laughs> we're not. <laughs> okay. And we are here to talk with Liz just about, you know, kind of the common question around – that we, I always call it a question. I'm going to say the common objection or statement we get about mobile bidding, which is my guests are just simply too old to use technology. So we're going to get into that, but I'm going to make a slight detour here if Ooh, we can. I love detours. Okay. Bring it. So last week we did a podcast on, so when things go wrong at your event. <laughs> Okay. And Liz, we're certainly not trying to pick on you, but we know you have a story to tell us. Liz, you're our hero. Yes. Really. (laughs) About your last event. So if you could kindly share with folks what happened at your last event and kind of any advice that you would give listeners who are coming back in from the previous week who just, you know, kind of need to know, like, how would you deal with a situation like that in the future? So please share with us. I'll be happy to. We used to call it the Voila Mardi Gras Ball, and I now call it the Voila Mardi Gras Fall because I (laughs) took a really unfortunate fall near the end of the evening. After our live auction, someone handed me a bank bag full of cash because there are a few little things we sell for games that people prefer to pull out a $20 bill and pay us in cash. And I said, I'm going to take this up front and put it somewhere safe. And as I was leaving the dance floor, you know how there's a threshold around the wooden dance floor that's mounted in most Mm -hmm. venues? That little slippery Mm -hmm. thing 
caught me and I went down. I'm told from people who watched me that it was very graceful, <laughs> that I folded <laughs> like a table, but I <laughs> broke my shoulder in two places. So oh, that no. was 10 weeks ago, February 18th. And today is seven weeks out from surgery. I had this shoulder replaced. So I'm a bionic woman over here. So I had a shoulder. You're a bionic surgery. auction manager now. <laughs> oh, oh my I'm going to put that on my crazy. business card. Maybe I can charge more. <laughs> it's a volunteer. I work for nonprofits and I am really nonprofitable. That's right. But anyway, that's, that's so that was an emergency funny. event. And here's the advice I have for everyone who's hosting an event. I'm pretty sure they probably come with the territory at a, a, a golf event and a, a fun run event. But for the ballroom, when you're doing a gala event, you probably don't have an emergency plan. You need one. We had a bit <laughs> of a problem getting the ambulance onto the property because it was an exclusive club and they got stopped at the gate, which at, in the aftermath, I was not very happy to hear that. But we now... The ambulance was not allowed to enter the facility. This is... I'm still trying I'm, to let that sink in. And I'm not going <laughs> to say the facility because we're not allowed to say the name of it. But this is what you need, is you need an emergency plan in case things go awry. I'll just say it. Mm -hmm. If your ball turns into a fall, you need to get that on the list. And that's now on our list of... Mm -hmm. Things that we prepare for, because certainly many, many people in the room, something could happen and someone would need to be escorted out or taken out and be, be cared for. So now that's part of our plan. And then the other piece of advice I can give you is go ahead and spend the money to hire a handed expert <laughs> to be on site with you, because I was the auction manager oh, and gosh. I left and a wonderful person from Handbid, her name is Caroline, just stepped into place. Listening, in Caroline. fact, she's the last person I spoke to as I was wheeled out of the ballroom. Tossed it to Caroline. And then wow. on Sunday, the next day, when I was home from the emergency room, she contacted me and all of the volunteers were very complimentary, but I did not worry about that. I didn't really have any choice. Yeah. I had other things to worry about, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it, it's well worth the investment of time that she would bring it all down to a close. Everybody took home their prizes for the evening. Everything was balanced. Nothing was missing. Everybody paid their invoices. And that's because Caroline stepped into a position that I usually would have taken care of and spend the money. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. <laughs> and definitely, obviously, took a little bit of a stress load off of you as you did need to focus on your health and yourself. And that's, you know, understandable. Well, so very our, sorry that happened to you. Yeah, Our hat is off to you though. Yeah. Gosh. You. I mean, you just, you let the show go on, right? I mean, there were like live auction bids to be entered and things to be done. And you just said, go do it, and Caroline. Guest complaints to handle. And yes. You name it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, and the bank just waiting bag, for the your bank, ambulance. The bank bag full of $700 of cash was safe because I fell on it. It was under me. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out great for you. It was because I asked the Very first good. person who came, the first person who got to my side, I, I said, listen, James, I was carrying a bank bag with a few hundred dollars in it. Did you see where that got off to? He goes, you're laying on it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Say. 
Liz, thank you for sharing that with our listeners. I feel like, I mean, that is a really egregious example of something that could happen, but these things happen. And we appreciate you sharing your experience with us. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not why we brought her on the show today. Yeah, let's switch gears to talk about it because, you know, you've you've been a handbook client for a while. And I know at some point in the past, your board made a decision to move from paper bid sheets or however else you were fundraising to go mobile. And I would imagine one of the concerns you had is would our would our guests go for it, and and my I don't know I I could be presumptuous here, but I would assume it, part of that concern might be that they're just not technology users. So, do you do you remember that conversation you had with your board and kind of the decision making process around it? I most definitely do, and I can Y'all, back up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I seeing a little smirk say, on your face, Liz. <laughs> okay. okay. And I'm looking at you, Diana. I can back up and tell you that we had been doing benefits for ages, close to 30 years. And we decided we ended a relationship with a particular charity that we had been doing for nine years. We'd been having the same beneficiary. And we decided to go off the grid a bit. And we started a Mardi Gras ball for our city. And I obviously jumped on board because I'm originally from South Louisiana and I have some experience and I still have family who can do the shopping for us down in New Orleans and South Louisiana. And so our first auction in 2015, paper bid sheets, which we've been doing for 30 years, we thought, well, let's get let's get techie. And we convinced people to do that. And we used a company that I'm not going to name that's still around that lots of people use. And it was a disaster. They made big promises, charged us big bucks, and then didn't deliver. So when that one was over, the first Mardi Gras ball, I set about doing the due diligence with another friend in researching all the mobile bidding auctions. We decided to go with hand bid. And I can tell everyone who's thinking about that, I probably don't have to tell anyone who is a client of yours. We stay with you all these years because of the people. It's the people that makes the difference to me. And so you you had some experience with technology, but what, what we why had was it a disaster. Yeah. What we had the disaster was that it was web based, so you had to log into their website. You had to bid through them. You know, Wi Fi was sketchy because you had to go onto their web page to make it. It was not an app. It wasn't a mobile bidding app. So off we went and did that. Then the night at closeout, they were done. They brought, you know, we paid for five people to show up, an auction manager and four auction kiosk managers. And at 11 o'clock when the band stopped playing and said goodnight, they disappeared. And they weren't there to help us close it out. So when the mobile bidding app was demoed to us, I'm like, this is great, but how am I going to convince my board? There were 11 members of the board besides me. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to convince them? And you guys have these great demos. And by the way, it's just fun. It's user friendly and it's y'all make it fun. So we did a demo and I went to the board meeting and you guys equipped me because I said, so the what ifs. What if they ask me this? What if they ask me this? And so we put together a demo auction and then I asked everybody you know, when I did my presentation after the business of the board meeting, I'm like, please turn on your phones and turn up the volume. And I'm going to introduce you to Handbid and we'll get you all on there. And people started bidding. And of course, when it said, you're winning and oh, no, you're losing. 
it got to be hilarious and they were all in and they were all ages and they were all degrees of comfort with technology. So they bought into it. <laughs> no, that's they, great. And, and I think you made a, an important point there, right? Is that certainly there's probably some correlation between age range and comfort with technology. We've run into plenty of people that are in their 20s and 30s and 40s that are not tech savvy. Wouldn't sure. you agree? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I have a 82-year-old father who has more apps on his phone than I do. <laughs> so, Hilariously. <laughs> he does, man. And and that man can do things to his iPhone I have never seen before. And in terms of breaking it or getting it into a contorted state that even he came back one day and told me, Jeff, I stumped the genius at the Apple store. <laughs> Awesome. I think there's a bad. I love that he knows so. they're called geniuses. Right. Oh, let's kind of dive in a little bit to why why the app is kind of unique and different. Because when you hear the comment or when we get the comment, I don't think my guests are comfortable with technology. There's kind of different layers of that. So the first is, do they even want to use a tablet or a phone at all? Let's not talk about what kind of interface it is. Just are they used to paper bid sheets and that's what they want? And, and we have clients that, that will do it. They'll get complaints from their guests, and then they go back. And, you know, we struggle with that because we know how much more money you will make using a tech platform than you will make if you're using paper bid sheets. But just real in short, when you are using technology, you, you change the dynamic of the auction, right? We talked about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, people now instantly are notified when they've been outbid. You can reduce your bid increments. You just kind of create this comp competitive bidding environment when you're using tech, and it will generate more revenue. I mean, in my auction, when we launched Hambit in 2011, we doubled our auction revenue. Mm -hmm. Nothing else really changed. Same people came every year, roughly the same items. Mm -hmm. So it does work. So when you guys made that change from paper to technology, I understand you had some struggles with the former mobile bidding company, and it didn't work in certain ways. But... But you didn't go back to paper, right? You guys decided to stay with technology, just pick a different vendor. Yeah, I think that's really remarkable, Liz. Well, part of that was my commitment not to go back to paper because this mm -hmm. is the reason you, you go away from paper. The closeout at the end of the night. Yeah, right. Because mm -hmm. all of these people say, but I like the paper bid sheets. They're not there by your side at midnight right. till 1 o'clock in the morning finishing up, closing out, getting mm -hmm. people, breaking up tug-of-wars. They don't get that. And once I got them to tech, I was not going to let them go back. Once we yeah. go forward, we're not going to go back. I'll tell you that there were some silver linings to the pandemic. And one of those is that people mm -hmm. learn how to use Zoom and they learn how to That's shop right. on Amazon and they learn how to right. order their groceries. So they're comfortable mm -hmm. with apps now. And In they fact, learned how we, to scan a QR code. Exactly. I would say. And they love it. Everybody. They ask for one. Yes. They ask for QR codes. your martini, Liz? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Come on. There was a time and that's the only way you got it brought to your house. So <laughs> right. it helped us and. In fact, with the Roswell Women's Club, which is a group of 200 women of all age ranges and ethnic and tech capacities, it made them, we 
were able to build an app. We had the good old paper church-like directory for our 200 members, which I was like, oh my God, we have to come into the century. And I was trying to talk them into going to a mobile app so we could find each other's phone numbers pretty easy and stay connected. And I was just about to convince them. And that, and then suddenly we were all on lockdown and they said, how fast can you get that thing up and running? <laughs> so, so it was just a quick mm -hmm. step to get them to go, hey, we can't host a gala this year. We can't host a home tour. We can't do that. But right. you know what we can do? We can have an auction. <laughs> so it yeah. was and, and I think it was our event. Yeah. And you pointed something out that I think is important for our listeners to to hear, which is despite any bumps in the road on a transition from paper to mobile, you stuck with it. Mm -hmm. And those bumps, they can be tech bumps that in most cases, and at my event, they weren't tech bumps. They were complaints Ooh. because lots of people do not like change, mm -hmm. right? As mm -hmm. one of my old colleagues used to say, the only people that like change are wet babies, right? <laughs> I never heard you say yeah. that. <laughs> That's like a Southern quote or something. I, I don't oh. know. Anyway, so... But the point was is that we ran our event. We doubled our auction revenue. Our checkout went from, to Liz's point, an hour and whatever to 15 to 20 minutes. Sure. Okay. And despite all of that, some people complained. And so here we go. We go back to the next board meeting. It's all sorts of good news, right? The technology worked. We doubled our auction revenue. Checkout was a breeze. We didn't have all the disasters that we had in previous years around trying to read handwriting on bid sheets and whatnot. And the fights, I can tell you a great fight story between two women over an item. So that was paper. Right. But, yeah. but despite all of that, it's, well, this person and this person didn't like it. They're some of our biggest bidders and donors, you know, or this person felt like they should have won it. And they didn't feel like it was fair. And so we've, fielded all of those. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I said in the beginning, and I, I did get support from the board, but I said, okay, we can, we can address all these concerns, but let's just make one thing clear, you know, as a board, we cannot go back. Oh, right. <laughs> right? Exactly. We cannot go back. We can make changes, right? Right. We can make adjustments, mm -hmm. but did you see what just happened? And to your point, not every board member was sitting next to my wife calculating invoices for an hour and a half after the event, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, they were sitting back with their feet propped up somewhere. Well, they're at the bar. Right. <laughs> right. It's, so that's anyway. That's totally right. Right. You cannot go back. And guess what happened? The following year, all of the naysayers, and there weren't many, but they, I think, you know what they saw in their head when they walked back in and saw Hambit again? Ah, uh, I got to do it. Yeah. Okay, they must be serious about this. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I'm just going to have to get on board. Right. Right. They will they will come around. Yeah, they really will. You you, know. This is remind this reminds me of a story. I can't believe I have I haven't told the story in a long time. So way back, I would say in 2016, 2017, I was working with a group in D.C. and I show up to their event as on site staff. And this man comes up to me and he is furious. He has a flip phone. And he is just, he's like, this is not what we've done. This is, I just, I can't even believe my eyes. And I said, sir, I have a way for you to bid tonight. I have an iPad. I will help you. We went all around the venue. And let me tell you something. He did not place a single bid on an item because they were all over what they normally go for. 
these <laughs> items were already so high. They became too expensive. And he was like, this isn't what I usually spend. I mean, this, I come here and shop. This is what I do for Christmas. And now this is like, you know, three times my budget. And I said, sir, this is a charity event. I mean, <laughs> this, fundraiser. yeah, this, we're raising money for the <laughs> this, community. Yeah. And this guess what? This isn't Ross dress this, for less. This is, <laughs> oh my God, don't use those words out loud. So, okay. So the next year I show, I show up again. He, I want you to know he remembered me. He came up to me. He was like, you're Diana, aren't you? I said, yes. And I, I think I might've remembered. I was like, oh, you're such and such. He was like, I want to show you something. He takes out his gleaming new Apple phone and shows me his phone. He was like, I've been bidding. I'm winning. I'm spending more than I planned, but I don't care. I'm on board this year. I was flabbergasted. I was like, I said, I I feel like I want to cry with joy. I mean, it was really something. No, that's great. And and there's a similar story to that at a client in, in North Carolina. Okay. Some of our favorites okay. in, in, in Greenville, North Carolina. I know where Carolina. you're going with this one. And we walk in there the first year, and they had – I'm not sure what they did the year before, you know, because it was a fairly new event when, when Hambid came in there. But I just remember they walk up to me and they say, that gentleman over there who was – I would say he was easily in his 70s. He is our biggest donor and supporter, and he has a flip phone. Mm. And we're really nervous on how he's going to be able to handle this because he's not a tech guy. And I said, we have a solution for this. Don't worry. Well, we, we, we could have put him on the iPad, but they had like 20 college student volunteers. Mm-hmm. And so we just grabbed one and we said to this girl, we said, you're going to log in with his information and you're his, per- you're his personal bidder tonight. And you're just going to follow him around the auctionary. He's going to tell you what to bid on. And when you get outbid on your phone, you're going to go tell him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this happened maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're, they've been a client for seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I go, I go out there and I see him and I'm, you know, I say, you know, hello, sir. And, and I said, so we'll, we'll get you set up with a bid. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> he pulls out his iPhone. <laughs> he goes, I got a hand bid installed. I know what I'm doing. Oh and my to this day, he bids on his own. Mm-hmm. And they spend, I mean, they spend fifteen or 20000 in the auction every yeah. year. So, yeah. you know, that's, those are the types of stories where, again, if you just stay on track, mm-hmm. right? Stay the course. Your, your donors, your bidders, your guests, they will come around on this, despite the, the flack you might get. Mm-hmm. Because, look, any sort of change. You change the venue, you change the theme, right? You change the caterer, whatever it is. Someone's going to complain to you about it. So, Well, I would like Liz to have the final story here because, Liz, I think the evolution of where you came from with your whole paper bid sheets to this mobile situation that didn't work out, and then the story that you told about bringing hand bid to your board, you mentioned that you, you kind of presented to them. I think that's a really interesting and remarkable idea. Did you say to them, listen, I've been researching and I I think I have the one. I want you to go ahead and install this on your phone. And did you specifically ask them to use the app instead of the mobile interface? Yes. I came back because they didn't really know that it wasn't successful because they weren't there. They left the venue and 
me and a team of three volunteers dealt with the fallout of getting people out the door with their prize. And we were there until the next day. It was two o'clock in the morning before we left the venue by the time we got all that settled and still had to chase down people to pay invoices because they didn't Uh self-pay. They had to check out with us. So when the board came, oh, great, great results. Of course, we did raise a little bit more money because they were doing it, but they had to have a device and they had to have access to the internet. And that was kind of before venues had free Wi-Fi, you know, in the room. But Mm -hmm. the board was like Mm -hmm. many of them and some of them were in their 30s. (laughs) Like, oh, but we just want to go back. We want to go back to paper bid sheets. And it's what Jeff said. You just, we have to stay the course. We got to stay mobile. I can't do that anymore. And that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I'm older now. Now, There's Mm -hmm. got to be a way to do it that is fun, user-friendly, and then will help us multiply. Because it's a fundraiser, after all. I need us to make more money. Not that that's all on hand bid. First, you got to put together a nice auction and offer some really good stuff for people to bid on. But anyway, back to that point. It's keeping your board engaged, but you can show them analytics now. I can show you. I will proudly tell you. I was speaking with Elise yesterday. She said, I hope you're getting some rest today. I'm like, I don't know if I can rest enough. Did you see our total? And she went, what? You did three times you did last year. Yep. Same auction, same time frame, because we had a multi, we had a multi-day auction. We opened it on Wednesday night at a preview party and didn't close it till Saturday at the end of the home tour. And we did three times. Very, very wise choice. (laughs) And that can benefit of mobile bidding. So let's talk, as we kind of finalize this last segment, let's, let's talk about the app. Mm. This is obviously the elephant in the room, although... Maybe the elephant on the podcast, or maybe the <laughs> elephant in your car. I don't know what you're listening. But anyway, we decided to build an app back in 2010, 2011 timeframe, specifically because we believed, and we still do, that that's going to drive higher user engagement and be easier to use than a mobile web page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we offer both, right? So for those people that would prefer not to put an app on their phone, you know, in that you know, would prefer to open up a web page on their phone and use that, they can. Mm-hmm. Okay. The struggle with that, and, and I think obviously as as COVID happened during the, you know, the pandemic taught people to download apps because I don't know, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not actually sure. Can you order a Starbucks coffee through a web page? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And, no. and I know you can't deposit checks through a web page. Right. I'm pretty certain that you have yeah. to have your bank's app. So you do. I think people of all ages got real comfortable with that. But, you know, We'll be honest, right over the years, you know, back to 2011, roughly, and I actually know the exact figure, 17% of mobile subscribers in the U.S. owned a smartphone. Hmm. Okay. That number's in the high 80s right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. But going to a fundraiser, I will tell you it is 100%. 100% of the people walking in those doors today have a smartphone. Now, whether they bring it or not, it's a different story, but they have one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you already kind of tackled that issue. So why an app? Well, the advantages that we see in it is one, accessibility. So if you have a seasoned user, like, and I, I'm going to put myself in that category. My no, eyes we're are getting yours. there. Yes. <laughs> the font type is bigger on my phone. Okay. My kids think I'm like, dad, what happened? <laughs> It's like I can't read it when it's that small. So so the font type, I've increased the font size on my phone. I've 
you know, you can mess with the contrast and ratios and all that kind of stuff and create a high contrast for people who can't really see like grays on whites and stuff. Well, the beauty is, is a native app can suck all of those settings into it. Mm-hmm. Right. The website will not. Right. Without the user having sure. to make any changes That's to right. their phone. Okay. That's right. Yep. So, so that was one big reason. One, they're more responsive. Obviously, you can stick your finger on the screen and move it around, and, and the app should do something like scroll or whatever, and that's easier to do than on the web. The other reason is is that we can do certain things mm-hmm. as it relates to notifying the user and getting them engaged through an app. Like when you get alerted you've been outbid, we can send that notification directly to the device digitally, not a text message, Mm because what's a text message going to do? It's going to take me out of my website to my text messages to read that I got outbid, and then I have to go back into the web page to respond to that. Mm -hmm. The app, they're going to pop right in there, but we can vibrate the phone and we can play sounds. And Liz was mentioning earlier this idea that, you know, not only can I vibrate the phone, I can play a sound that's very distinctive so that the user knows exactly what happened. Because ding, 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 like if that's your text message sound, that could be I've been outbid, it's my kids wanting the Netflix password, you know, it's, you know, whatever it might be, right? You don't know, but when you hear, oh, no, you know exactly what it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So, so those are the things that we did purposefully around that. And the objections over the years, I think, are getting better. But when people – when we hear from people saying, oh, my guest will not want to download an app – The first answer is, well, they don't have to, Mm -hmm. right? But they're going to want to, Mm -hmm. right? And and I've seen you do this, Diane, so I know you're really good at it. So you could probably reinforce what I'm about to say. People will pretty much do what you ask them to do at an event. Totally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going to the app store. Let's go. Yeah. What do do I do? We're going to go, and we're going to download this Hambit app, and you're going to click the link I just sent you. Okay. Like, no one looks at me anymore and is like, really? Yeah. They don't, yeah, you know, and so they just download the app, they click the link, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, this is it's great, so easy, right?" And they're yeah. so you know, I would say, please don't make that decision for your guests, right. right? Let them make the decision when they walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's three ways you can bid here. You can bid from your phone, either from the web or from an app, or if you don't want to use your phone at all, we have tablets. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's funny they'll say, "Well, I don't want to bid in this auction." <laughs> Right? This is the grumpy voice. Yeah. And these are the people you was like, you need that little check mark in your mobile bidding app that says, don't invite this person next year. The one that's not like, I'm not going to spend any money today. Yeah. What are <laughs> we anyway, doing here then? But anyway, so like, oh, I don't want to, no, I'm just going to use, I'll just use the tablet. So they go out there, they see something they like in the auction. They go to your strolling auctioneer, your strolling auctioneer puts a bid in for them. And then they keep, you know, and they can get a text saying they've been outbid. So they keep going back and doing this. And finally... I kid you not, 75% of the time or more, they're like, okay, so how do I get this on my phone? Yeah. Help me. Help me get set up. Easy. <laughs> and Come I'll, over here. Let I'll me go, help you out. Right. I'll go one more for you, Jeff, that we have in our script when someone comes to the door to check in, we don't say, let's get you registered for the auction. Sorry, we don't use that word. Let's get you registered for all the fun events tonight. We don't. There you do, go. Oh, most of them that. will say to you, oh, I'm not going to bid. And that's fine if they make that choice, but we don't give them that option. We're like, let's get you registered for all the fun. But what about your champagne lady? Exactly. What about all your other fun games? Yeah. So that's part of our script (laughs) for check-in. And that is, I I will tell you now that I'm happy, one of my proudest moments at the Mardi Gras fall, before the fall, was a long time (laughs) 
well, he's our top sponsor and usually a, one of our top three bidders came to me and said, Liz, I got to learn. Teach me how to use this max bid so I can go have some fun. And I, I took him it. aside and I said, Mr. Bruce, it's pretty easy. Let's get this done. And he goes, I said, which items would you like to place a max bid on? And he walked me over to them and I said, okay, let's figure out how much are you willing to pay for that? And later mm -hmm. in the night, his son <laughs> approached me. He said, I think my dad said a max bid. Did you teach him how to do that? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't tell. That's that's private. We don't tell. That's right. Things. That's right. But he's but come senior around. Senior bidders are teachable. That's what you're saying. Senior bidders are teachable. I, I don't like to use that word, but old dogs can learn new tricks. I'm evidence. They of that. can. Well, and and I was at I was at a completely unrelated event. I'd say two weeks ago, and so I meet this. It's a networking event. I meet this gentleman, and he's definitely he's a seasoned person as well no doubt and so they said hey this is jeff he works for hambit oh hambit i have your app on my phone <laughs> i'm like you got to be kidding me right so he pulls his phone out and he starts flipping through pages of apps he goes yep here it is right here i just used this a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and sure enough he pulls it up and there was an auction he had been bidding in there you go i mean it's you know I would tell you that, you know, people, when they get comfortable with it, you know, and this gentleman was, you know, no different from that. They not only remember it, they know how to get back in it. I mean, imagine if you're just bidding from the web and then that goes away. Mm -hmm. Or you how, lose the page somehow. Yeah, you have to go hunt down the email. True. Yeah. True. Like, mm -hmm. This is on your desktop. And that's that's really kind of a like an, an untold massive advantage for charities who are using mobile bidding companies that have an app that you are, you are now getting yourself a spot on a user's desktop on a device they take with them everywhere. That's right. And that is powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for all those charities out there who are thinking you're going to go build your own app for your charity, right? Keep in mind, you might get your members to download it, but that's hard, right? In most cases, Whereas nobody's going to argue with you when they walk in your event because they want to spend money with you. They want to support you. So when you say, put this app on your phone, start bidding in this auction, they're very unlikely to delete that. And you have the ability now to communicate with them mm -hmm. throughout the year, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're kind of thinking through, you know, kind of what are the advantages or not advantages and will my seasoned bidders get on board with this or not, I think mm -hmm. they will. Yeah. We've seen that, right, for, for sure. I think change is uncomfortable for people that are just uncomfortable with change. But as it relates to, you know, age range and stuff, I mean, the numbers are startling. I shared a graphic with Diana and Kristen earlier today. Liz, and you, I'll share it with you guys later. Maybe we'll post it in the podcast. But it shows you kind of, for digital usage, what the share of digital usage is by age range. And so I think the categories are like, you know, desktop and then native app on a phone and then web on a phone and tablet, right? And so when you're looking at kind of the, the mix of these, clearly, if you're looking at somebody 18 to 25, it's native app on their phone. Yeah. Right? And when you get down to the highest age range, though, and I think it was, I don't remember exactly, but say it's 65 or above, when you look in there... It's def like native apps on phones are, are less, okay, but it's still 45% of a user's time, mm -hmm. okay, in mm -hmm. that range. 
And number two is actually tablet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'd say a lot of seasoned betters like iPads, and you can put you can put the Hamlet app on your iPad if you want. But then mobile web was like like three or six percent or something like yeah. that. So when you're thinking about, hey, I'm going to do mobile bidding, and I want you know to provide a solution that my seasoned bidders are going to be comfortable with. Well, go look at wh- how they use technology today. Right. Okay. They're not big mobile web users. Right. Okay. They're not tapping on the Safari button. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Opening up a web page. Right. <laughs> so just keep that in mind yeah. you know, as you're kind of thinking through it. But we'll, maybe we'll be able to – it's a ComScore report, and, and love ComScore to death. They're great at, at data and analysis and stuff. But it was an interesting graphic that I saw. It as like, okay, that, that applies mm-hmm. you know, to this particular topic as well. Yeah, so. for sure. Liz, we appreciate you. Yeah, and Liz, I appreciate handbid. And, uh, again, I, yeah. I appreciate handbid. <laughs> Y'all have made it easy for me and you've walked it through for me. Obviously, we have challenges. Y'all are very open to suggestions, constructive criticism. And I like yeah. that a lot, that you're responsive to it That because we've come a long way in, in suggestions mm-hmm. and you're used to following because you get it. You were fundraisers before you were a mobile bidding app. So you, you fix That's the problems right. that we all have walked through. And that makes it easy for me to endorse you for sure. But mostly it's because <laughs> of the people and that you deliver the promises that you make. Right. Aww. Thank yeah. you for that. Appreciate Aww, that. Totally. This has been a great conversation. Yes. Hopefully all of the listeners out there found this valuable information. And I think we do we should we should continue down this path and and you know, pick up with paper versus tech. Yeah. And we won't even get it's into the app, but we'll do that again in the future. And Liz, we'd love to have you back on. Until then, heal well. Yes. yes. Thank you. All the rest. Yes. We are sending prayers of healing towards you. So towards you, you, the bionic auction That's right. manager. <laughs> Maybe we'll send you a QR code for a martini. We'll see. <laughs> Please do. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Liz. All right. Well, that'll wrap up this episode of Elevate Your Event Podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll be back in a week with another episode.